0: you are listening to another episode of how to rock virtual engagements brought to you by jabba.io i'm your host alistair davis so why am i doing a podcast on virtual engagements well effective virtual engagements can increase your quality of life and significantly improve your income this has happened to me, and I wanna share all these virtual tips and tricks from experts around the world with you. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements. I'm your host, Alistair Davis. Today, we have a local Cape Capetonian on the call, Victoria. She is the founder of Firebird Futures. She's a fiercely passionate human, and an expert at polishing diamonds or driving excellence in everything she does. She's worked for a wide range of companies over the last 20 years in the USA, UK, Europe, and South Africa, from tiny startups to giants like Microsoft, NBC Universal, and Cognition. She is a virtual CEO, virtual retailer, and virtual property agent. A lot of virtual things in there. Welcome, Victoria.
1: Hi, Alistair. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: No problem. So what made you, or how did you make Tracy Chapman cry?
1: (laughs) It's a goodie. I'm a rather big Tracy Chapman fan. And when I was living in San Francisco, she used to frequent my favorite restaurant. And it was, uh, she was sitting a couple of tables away from me. And she just looked a little too good to be true. As in, she looked like she did 20 years prior I was like, can't be Tracy Chapman, ignore, ignore. Eventually I was no longer listening to my dinner guest at the time and that, I could just see a mouth moving because I was so obsessed with whether it was Tracy Chapman or not. I asked the um, waiter, I was like, sorry, but is that Tracy Chapman sitting over there? And he said, yes, that is. And I obviously went into a tailspin. And he was like, go over and say hello and I'm not that person. I don't run out to celebrities. So I ended up writing, you know, tore off a bit of the paper tablecloth. and I was going to write her this little note that turned into an essay. And I asked him to deliver it to a table and he did. And she pointed at me and I thought, you know, she'd put it in her pocket and get on with her life. Anyway, she read it and it became quite a heartfelt letter. And she cried while reading my little note written on a piece of tablecloth. Wow. (laughs) And actually came over and gave me a massive hug. And then I also cried. So (laughs) I had a little cry at with Tracy Chapman in a restaurant in San Francisco.
0: Wow. That's a cool story. I. I didn't He's a legend. Ma- I didn't make any pop star cry. <laughs> <laughs> they they ran away. Well, I did actually talk to Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers once in London. I saw yes, uh, I was about to board a flight and I said to these people I said that's 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 Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they were like kids and they're like, "Who?" Huh? So I went <laughs> I went and sat next to him, like sort of positioned myself in front of him like Read my, pretended to read my magazine and then like three, two, one. Hey, are you, are you the guy from, uh, are you the bassist? Red hot <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, I'm such a big fan. And he's like, cool. Yeah, man. I was like doing like this musical workshop in like Kenya or Tanzania. He, he literally was the coolest guy in the room. I had this like straw hat on and I was just like this schoolboy, So excited that I spoke to flee from the red hot chili peppers. This is so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it. Love it. And I also love it when they're actually really nice and humans. And,
0: yeah. 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 No, exactly. 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 So you, the founder Brilliant. of Fire, Firebird Futures, how did that come about? Firstly, the name and then yes. what got you into Firebird Futures?
1: Cool. So my nickname is actually Firebird Warrior. I have it tattooed on my arm. Um, so that's what i am known as in my personal life, so i was quite uh, close to heart, so hence the firebird, and really, you know, when I, I can dive more into my journey out of corporate, but I realized that all the ideas that I had were around creating brighter futures, better futures, enabling people to design their ideal futures, so... Everything that I do that you've mentioned, the virtual CEO, the virtual retailer, virtual property agents, and I'm also actually a director of a local well, African MPO called Girl Pride Africa. They're all around futures and creating better ones. And um, that is hence Firebird Futures was born and the kind of one led to the other, so to say. Okay.
0: So,
1: so the virtuals, you carry on.
0: No, no, you, you carry on.
1: The virtual COO piece is my main business and I really help uh, young entrepreneurs and startups build their businesses right from day one. So really get the foundational stuff done um, correctly and so they can focus on what they do best, which is usually you know, the technology or spending time with the products or the customers or whatever it is um, so that really we can fast track their journey to success so that's kind of the, the entrepreneurial startup space. But I also work with a lot of more established businesses or businesses that are having to pivot in times like COVID um, to kind of design and deliver on a new future.
0: Okay. So what, for, those, for those listeners out there who don't know what a COO is, what does a COO do? What does a virtual COO do?
1: Very good point. I'm so used to saying a coup. So a coup is a chief operating officer. So I worked in this role a lot in my corporate experience and they, in, a, in corporate terms, are the kind of two I see and work alongside the chief chief executive officer, the CEO. And you are really the person that moves with the business depending on whatever it needs at any given time. So if they're in financial difficulty, you may be spending more more of your time focused on the financials and sales. If you've got people issues, your focus may turn to, you know, human resources, culture, those kinds of problems. So the, the the chief operating officer role is a very broad role that works across all areas of a business, whether it's people, finance, tech, project management, operations. So it's a a unique role that I think a small group of people can do well and actually enjoy doing it because you're obviously pulled in a lot of directions.
0: What makes you enjoy being a coup?
1: (laughs) I just, I, me personally, I'm, I love a day that is full of variety and I couldn't never do the same thing over and over and over again in a day. So for me, it's just, um, it's motivating. i love the variety i love the different types of people i work with right now i'm working you know with some people that are building their businesses from scratch so we started with a blank piece of paper and we're approaching launch some people as i said i'm, I'm helping with legacy issues sometimes i'm just acting as a business coach but they're across all different industries so i'm working with an author in italy i'm starting a wellness business with someone i'm starting an online acting school um you know working with financial advisors communication companies um people selling cbd products it's just it's for me that's what makes me tick working with great people that are doing great things across multiple industries
0: okay and as a virtual coo or coup, what must i say coo or coup?
1: up to you i prefer coo coo makes me sound a little bit mad or like a bird which yeah. i am a firebird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We'll do virtual coup. No, virtual Virtual <laughs> CR. Are you a virtual coup? Do you need a virtual coup? I've got a virtual coup for you. <laughs> oh, she's she's cuckoo in the head this one. No, if for your clients, have you ever met them? Most of them have you met them?
1: well before covid and the ones based in cape town a couple of them i have met face to face um and you know i don't i see the world as a global marketplace so most of my clients don't live where i live and then obviously covid hits so any of my new clients they've never actually met in person we meet on on good old zoom or google meets or whatever it is um so we, it's 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 I've kind of always worked in virtual roles, whether it was at Microsoft or NBC. So I'm used to building relationships like that. But I, I would like a private jet so I could fly around, and there was no pandemic, and I could go and hug all my clients. I'm not going to
0: lie. Okay. Well, you say you like you you like clients, love, and building long life partnerships. You wrote that to me in your in your bio. So how do you yes. do that? What is your secret source or secret recipe for building tight trusting relationships over zoom or Google meet or these platforms, because for me as well, I'm obviously the host of how to rock virtual engagements. And for most of my clients, I haven't met them. And so I'm really, I'm really fascinated as to how we doing all of these high value transactions or small value transactions. And oftentimes you've never met the person. So how do you, Do this well what's your secret source
1: so my secret source really is just to be
0: myself i'm very
1: much a believer in doing you um so and being human i think people want to do business with people so just don't be a, don't hide behind your brand you know get yourself out there be personable um and i've found huge success in that you know so whether it's over zoom calls or email just reflect who you are and don't be afraid to show how passionate you are and to express your excitement. Um, be be transparent, honest, deliver on your promises. Um, you know, if you make mistakes, we all do, but own up to them and work together with your partners um, to resolve them. Mm-hmm. And really, I think don't get, you know, business, I really believe business should be fun. So create those relationships and, you know, Work together through the tough times, and you know the, the blood, sweat, and tears. But then celebrate the good things as well. We often forget when we're working remotely to to celebrate um, the wins, no matter how big or small, along the way.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so yeah, just just be you, do you, um, and have fun. So how respect do you, people?
0: Those are all good answers. How do you do you? So you let's say you've met somebody for the first time and you've never met them in person, but you're having a Zoom call now, it's the first qualification call or discovery call with a client or potential client. Mm
1: -hmm. How do you
0: bring out your authenticity to create that connection?
1: I think for me there's a i 'm half German, so I can't get away from being very prepared for things, so you know you've got to know your stuff, uh, do your research up front, show that you've you know done that and shown commitment up front to your new customer or even your existing one so I always come to those calls prepared in terms of you know I've done my research I've looked into the the personal company a bit I've, you know they've probably shared some feedback with me. So i uh, that's one of my um, unique selling points, I suppose, is that I, I do put the time in. It's almost like going to a doctor's office and you know they never really ask you any important questions or know anything about you. And the best doctor I ever had was someone who knew a lot about me when I walked into the room for the first time and it really impressed me. So that's how I start doing me. And then it's really just, you know, I, from the first call I establish kind of ways of working with the people I'm working with, what works best for them. How do I like to communicate? What channels are best for you? Some people, I've literally got a client who hates email. So we only, we talk on the phone and we WhatsApp. So get those kind of things set in stone and, you know, set, make sure I set expectations, make sure I'm connecting with them often, being encouraging, Um, yeah, I suppose that's how I do me and I deliver on what I say I'm going to do. Um,
0: okay. But research and so research and preparation to what degree do you do that? Because for some people that might mean X and for others, it might mean Y in terms of your world for you and your unique selling proposition, how deep and dirty do you get with your research and your preparation before a call or a meeting?
1: Well, I do the obvious, you know, Facebook stalk, LinkedIn stalk. I think uh, that's very hard to get around that. So yeah. definitely check check them out, see what they've been up to, not just in their current job, but what's their, what's their, their path to where they are today. Um, definitely look see if you've got any common connections. Um, research the company that they're working for or have just left if they're starting their own thing. Um, and, and, you know, in all that research, I often come up with a lot of questions. You know, I'm creating a profile of someone in my mind I haven't met yet, and I, you know, I'm curious by nature. So then lots of questions come out of that, which is often where my initial call will start, you know, showing that curiosity and asking the questions. So very much dependent on... Online, social channels, business networks, communities, checking into my network if someone else knows them, maybe having a side chat with them ahead of the call. Um, Yeah, and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Do you, that's all very good, very good pointers. Thank you. Do you share anything vulnerable about yourself to sort of engender a little bit more trust or a bit more connectedness between you and your prospect?
1: I definitely do. I I talk about building partnerships, not just having like a client relationship, um, client service provider relationship. I think that comes in with being human. So, you know, I'm a business owner, so I share my failures with them so they don't necessarily need to make it, make them them, themselves and save them time. Mm. And I talk very openly about my journey from leaving corporate to becoming a small business owner And the anxiety around that um, and the, you know, how it really was tough for me to do that and separate myself from a big brand and a title. And I had a lovely breakdown. It was most enjoyable, (laughs) Um, but it is possible. And you do come out the other side, a more whole person who, you know, you can, you actually know who you are minus all the noise. Um, So I share a lot of that story and, you know, I'm still running a business just like them. So when I come across good ideas or when I do things wrong or right, I, I'm constantly sharing that with the people I'm working with. Yeah. Um, I think the more open we are with each other, the better.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, for me, I'm going through a, a separation in my life and I feel like it's okay to share that with people. And even with, with new cost, new prospects or partners or whatever, not because I want pity or I want, you know, our oh, shame, but it's like, I'm being real. I'm saying, okay, look, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff now. Maybe I won't be as responsive or as sharp, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is me, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get through this. I'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll all be fine. But I find that if you open the kimono, so to speak, people, they open up and then you, you build a deeper, stronger connection. And that's kind of what you need in this virtual context because you don't have any, you oftentimes don't have those other cues, those body language cues. All you have is words and tone and you've got to make a judgment call about that person from that.
1: 100%. I couldn't agree more. And I think you know, as I go back to people um, buy from people and I think, People choose the people they want to work with, and you should do that. So, you you know, it's not just about the business, it's about the human being behind the brand as well. Yeah, sure. Very
0: important. So, talk to me about the virtual COO and how this could possibly be a cost saving or a cost avoidance strategy for some companies because. I guess at this stage of the game, or at this moment in time, COVID nineteen, a lot mm-hmm. of companies are in distress. They have reduced revenues, reduced everything, and they're looking at ways to streamline their business. How can you help?
1: Great question. Uh, so, in traditional sense, I was chatting about you know the chief or the, the chief. Operating officer would be aligned with the CEO. So you're part of the the C-suite, they call them in corporate terms. And that kind of person usually comes with a rather large price tag on if you were to bring them on full time in your business on payroll, whether they're working remotely or not. so um, it goes back to my belief that um i believe no matter where you are in your life cycle you should have access to this level of skill and experience um and it shouldn't have to cost the world so the being a virtual ceo allows me to one i run my business on under two thousand rand a month my global business so my overheads are much lower so i can offer my services for much less in short yes
0: um okay and so carry on
1: uh i don't know if there's really much more to it so it's really just offering you know my my services for less and then tapping into you know embracing online and and using the free tools that are out there to manage your business, whether it's from a business planning perspective, project management, social media, mm. content planning, automating your marketing efforts. So, you know, uh, bringing in someone like me who's got knowledge of all of that for yeah. a low cost that can yeah. work remotely, flexibly around you, that can embrace technology. Um, and, you know, tap into the 3.5, I think it is now, billion people online or are your potential customers. So it's all, yeah, I, the last company I I ran now makes $22 million a year, and I ran that business on less than 20,000 rand a month. So it's just, a, it's a new way of thinking, um, and a new way to, to, to make a business a success okay like low cost
0: okay makes sense to me do you have any methodologies proprietary methodologies for marketing sales hr finance your way of doing things or is it a let's talk to the customer see what their issues are and you get involved based on the problems
1: I would definitely put customer first. I so don't try and go in with well, how I think things should be done based on my experience. So I think one of the most important things any business person could do is you listen to your customer, whether you're building a service or a product, whatever it is, because they usually have the answers to all the questions that you need answered. Um, yep. And they can actually help you design your service offering and your, or your product. And then, you know, you're creating something that immediately has value that they want to purchase. Yep. So I don't have a set approach, but I, I am, I listen to your customer first and then embrace the tools that are available that are applicable to whatever you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, good answer. Sorry. And typically how long do you engage with a customer?
1: So it really varies. I mentioned earlier on that I, you know, I'm working with some people who, one of my clients, we started Cafe Rue and we had a big white piece of paper and she said, I want to do something in wellness and I'm a cancer thriver. She doesn't believe in survivor and she's now um, um, creating, you know, we're creating the entire business from scratch. So. Our relationship is, we chat probably daily and we will probably be working together for a couple of years. Okay. And then I have some people who, you know, as I said, I come in and it's a more of a short term thing. It could be a month, couple of months, but I, my business objective is not to get myself entangled in your business. It's yeah. really to help people, to empower people to do it themselves so that I actually become obsolete. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, 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 I want them to do the best they can. In turn, I believe that will come back to me and everyone else.
0: Okay. And so somebody listening to this podcast, they listening to you and they go, Ooh, that sounds like a good idea, a good fit. We've got a problem in X, Y, or Z. How would they engage with you? What are the pro- What is the process?
1: Well, as I said, whatever their preferred method of communication is, they're welcome to pick up the phone and call me on my on my mobile. They're welcome to send me an email. They're welcome to find me on any of the social platforms, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm I'm all over the internet, so free to chat um, in any way they feel most comfortable. And however, we then get in touch, and I'll then we'd usually set up a absolutely free initial consultation, kind of brainstorm where they're at. And um, if I, if we feel it's a good fit and again, we want to work together and we think we can have some fun and create some magic, then we then take it from there.
0: Cool. And fit last, last question. What is a good fit for you? What is an ideal client for Firebird Futures, Victoria?
1: (laughs) I think someone who's got uh, a clear idea of what they're trying to achieve they may not know how to get there but they've got a clear idea in their minds that has legs and that they're fiercely passionate about it and they are willing to work hard to make it a success and someone who's probably open to new ideas and new ways of doing things that would be my ideal client and those are some of my ideal clients
0: good 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 so what is your website URL where people can get hold of you and your socials and all of those lovely details?
1: Cool. So you can find Firebird Futures at www.firebirdfutures, one word, .com. On there, there are links to my social media, but it's Facebook forward slash Firebird Futures and on Instagram, it's Firebird underscore Futures.
0: Okay. Thanks very much, Victoria, for taking the time out to chat with me today. It was lovely chatting to you, and you've been a wonderful guest, and I wish you all the luck and success with Firebird Futures.
1: Thank you so much, Alistair. And just a passing thought for everyone out there. Uh, done is the new perfect. Just get yourself out there. If you've got an idea, now's the time to experiment, to fail, to try again. Everybody's online, so just... Be brave, get out there and do it.
0: <laughs> Perfect sage words. Thanks very much, Victoria.
1: Thanks so much for your time, Alistair.
0: Cheers it, eh? bye. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, please listen on any one of your favorite podcasting channels like iTunes, Spotify, or anchor.fm. If you would like to be interviewed or need more information, please email me at alistair@jabba.io. At That's a l i s t a i r J-A-B-B-A dot I-O Cheers